Welcome everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing fantastic. You know, it's right around Thanksgiving weekend, so if you're Canadian and listening, you know, happy Thanksgiving. If you're American, I think it's President's Day, maybe? I don't know. Uh, I was looking at my girlfriend for confirmation, but she did not offer any. So we're going to go with President's Day in the States? Oh, we're we are undecided at the moment because we know Thanksgiving for them is in November. But nonetheless, thank you for joining me on the Grade Maker Wrestling Podcast. I am back with another action-packed episode. I've got a great guest today. Um, very few wrestlers can hold this claim, but uh, today's guest is someone who's been you know, a competitor uh, for Premier Championship Wrestling, Canadian Wrestling Elite, and Winnipeg Pro Wrestling, wrestling for all three of the uh, local promotions. Today, I'm joined by none other than Travis Cole. We get into lots, me and Travis and I, we talk about his beginnings training at Storm Academy, teaming with uh, Bobby Schink as part of, as uh, Sweet and Tasty, and we get into so much more. Travis was very, very down to earth. He was honestly a pleasure to talk to. So, Without further ado, on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, Travis Cole. Now, you've been a part of numerous Canadian Wrestling Elite tours, and just a few weeks ago, you guys headed out west again. What was that like for you? Uh, it's been really, really great being back on the road the last six weeks, give or take. Um, it's not quite the same thing performing in front of an empty audience. I mean, it's great that uh, we were able to continue still wrestling and performing uh, over the past year and a half, but uh, I don't know. There's just something about that live live audience that uh, really gets me going, and it's not quite the same. So being able to be back on the road again uh, in a different town, meeting the people in the town, and uh, just having that live, gritty feel that I've missed for the past year and a half um, – it meant a lot and it was uh it was really really great to be back mm-hmm. and i mean because you've been a part of the adrenaline program for cwe and i'm assuming there it's taped in front of just the, it's a closed set so it, it's definitely an adjustment when you're doing live as opposed to just taping no one around except you know your your fellow wrestlers and any extras but it, it's got to be a completely different vibe yeah, I mean, I got to do it. I was lucky enough to have a couple of projects that I worked on over COVID. I did a, a tournament in Alberta, the Southern Alberta Invitational. I did some television tapings and whatnot. But um, yeah, when you're uh, when you're working in empty arena, the uh, the the bumps and bruises hurt a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little bit hard to get a feel for for if I'm doing a good job. You know, everyone pays for a ticket they come to the show they cheer they boo etc i can gauge whether or not i'm doing a good job when i'm just working for the camera it doesn't feel quite the same and i'm one of those weird creative people who doesn't like to watch back my own stuff so (laughs) so that makes it even more difficult over the last year and a half to kind of get a feel like oh am i doing a good job like this feels really good my my peers are telling me this is really good but I just, I, it's just not the same without that audience. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, cause uh, I mean, as soon as you 
when you're wrestling in front of fans and you step out and you hear that reaction from the crowd, whether it's 30 people there or hundreds, you know, it's, it's a completely different vibe. Absolutely. Um, like you said, even, even 30 people can just make the difference between um, having that extra, extra energy and just being able to, to perform at that high level. Um, I think in an empty arena, you can still have a, a good or a very good match, but I feel when you don't have that crowd reaction, um, you can't really elevate it past that. And mm-hmm. uh, so it's definitely missing something. Um, I'm glad that we're able to entertain people through the, the past year and a half. Um, you know, it hasn't been easy for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so being able to entertain it all is a blessing. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am very excited that we can start uh, getting back to the way professional wrestling was meant to be enjoyed, which is a, a live experience. And uh, hopefully doing that as safely as possible as the year goes on. Oh, for sure. And I mean, you were part of the uh, CWE's return to Winnipeg at the beginning of September. And I mean, Winnipeg had been starved for live wrestling. I think there hadn't been a show in over a year, if I'm not mistaken. There might have been the odd one, but it's been pretty barren because of COVID. That must have been a nice feeling being back in front of Winnipeg, a place where you've wrestled many, many times. Yeah, it's funny. Um, you know, I'm always billed from from Calgary, Alberta, because I was born there and everything mm-hmm. else. Um, but Winnipeg has always felt like home. I've I've lived there at different points in my life. Um, I let a lot. I met a lot of instrumental people in my career that have helped me, uh, either with an opportunity or to improve my wrestling or whatnot. So Winnipeg's very special to me the people there are special to me the fans there are special so it was uh it was really cool to be back and do an event there as well as doing the recent i-pay-per-view there just outside of town in lilac that was that was a lot of fun as well and mm-hmm. uh, it feels like wrestling's back and i couldn't be happier oh definitely now i mean we've mentioned the CWE's tours out west and they've been doing that regularly for years now and I think it really it really says something about how much uh, a traveling wrestling promotion based in Canada it's it can be successful and it, it I think it's you know it was almost missed for many years so I think to be a part of that and you know you're experiencing all these different towns and different fans that, that's really something special there. I agree. It's made me the wrestler and the person I am today, today, to be quite honest. It, it, uh, um, you know, every town is different. Sometimes you're in a big city, a small town, you have to find a way to relate to those people to make those people care about you, about your performance and keep coming back to the show. So, you know, being able to tour and be in a different town every night with different opponents and different crowds with people with different values and different life experiences, that's been a major, major factor in my development as a professional wrestler. And like I said, as a person too, because you learn how to connect with people that maybe you don't have as much in common with or or that maybe you had different backgrounds or experiences. So um, mm-hmm. being able to go on tour like that is just such a great thing for me personally and i think it's really cool for the fans and and i hope that people continue to support it and support it even more because uh wrestling i think deserves a bigger audience and canadian wrestlers deserve a bigger audience uh, definitely i mean there's so many incredibly talented 
wrestlers from Canada that are just, they're waiting for that chance to break through and to be able to have a platform and to be able to go out there and show what they can do. I think that's very important. And hopefully that these people can get the notice that they rightfully deserve. Absolutely. Now, what was it that first got you into wrestling? Was there, you know, was it matches or was it, uh, you know, watching with friends or family? Oh, geez. Um, it's funny. I can kind of tell the story, but it isn't really a story because I don't really remember a time where wrestling wasn't in my life. Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember, you know, being five, six, seven years old and picking a wrestling VHS as my, as my thing from Blockbuster that I got <laughs> watching wrestling that happened three, four, five years before I was even born and just just going home it's just it's always been in my life I can remember you know watching Monday Night Raw live going to bed and then sneaking down and watching over the banister as my dad would watch WCW you know (laughs) so there never really was that one moment where I was like oh I'm a wrestling fan it was just oh I've always been a wrestling fan and I've always kind of been into it and it's never stopped even even as a teenager I was like checking, trying to check out wrestling schools and places I could go and, and whatnot. And, and uh, so it's, it's always been a part of my life. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, you mentioned checking out wrestling schools and wanting to get into it. You were trained by at Storm Wrestling Academy, correct? Yeah, originally, correct. Yeah. Uh, what was that like? I mean, you're learning from someone who, I mean, you've watched on TV wrestle that you're, you know, he's, we'll say a legend Canadian wrestling because he really is. What's it like to learn under Lance Storm? Uh, um, it's so interesting because I get asked this question a lot, but it's been a while. And every couple of years when I get asked this question, the answer is kind of a little bit different as I gain kind of more perspective on my own career. But um, training with Lance was really cool. Um, it was very intimidating. You know, he had a reputation for his school already. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a reputation for his technical skill. I mean, I watched him growing up. Um, sorry, Lance, for dating you. <laughs> <laughs> I watched him growing up and like, even as a kid, you could tell that he knew what the heck he was doing in there. And so there's that certain level of like intimidation going in there because I think everybody just wanted to do everything right. <laughs> getting a, getting a nod or a thumbs up was like getting a hug from dad on Christmas morning. <laughs> that, that was about the extent of the enthusiasm. I think I got a, I think I got a, that was really good once and it made my entire week. Like I went home with a huge smile on my face. <laughs> but you know what? It, it, it gave me, um, a respect for the art of wrestling. Mm-hmm. It gave, it, it taught me a lot. Um, and just being around Lance as a person, it kind of teaches you a lot, a lot as a man, uh, who you want to be and the kind of wrestler you want to be, the kind of person you want to be. So um, I have nothing but great things to say about my time with Lance. I got to spend a couple of days on the road with him last week. That was, that was really, really fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's cool that every couple of years we just randomly run into each other and can hang out for a few days. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun and, um, I learned a lot and, uh, 
it, I wouldn't change it if I could. <laughs> it, it's funny you mentioned that because I was going to ask if you were able to catch up with him because I know he was a part of uh, a couple of the CWE shows out in Alberta. So at least it's nice that you guys can still reconnect like that and catch up. So yeah, it was really great having him. To be honest, um, obviously with the way things are, um, trying to bring in uh, talent from all over the world is difficult right now. So Lance uh, coming in and doing a rare event uh, really helps because. CWE has a reputation of bringing in talent from all over the world. And while most people would agree that our Canadian bred talent that are on those shows is phenomenal and fantastic. It has been a while since they've gotten to see um, a headliner or somebody from somewhere else. So the fact that Lance was able to come out and um, it really helped the shows, it helped the wrestlers. And it just, like I, like I said, it made it feel like wrestling. Okay. Maybe wrestling's coming back for good this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, do you still keep in contact with people that you were in the same class with? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so, to be honest. I mean, there's 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 the Facebook of it all, and I'm sure I'm still, you know, connected in, in mm-hmm. some way. Um, but to be quite honest, um, about half of my class didn't finish. And I think within a couple of years, I was probably the only one still going. Um but uh, there was a lot of people that I met that maybe had already trained mm-hmm. within the last, you know, couple of years, five years, what have you, that would come down to the school and just get their reps in and help demonstrate and stuff like that. And uh, some of those people I still talk to quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the kind of the people that I got to bond with because after I finished wrestling school in Calgary, I stuck around Calgary for a couple of years. So the people that were a little bit more experienced that would come in and, and help Lance demonstrate and get in there and wrestle around with us and, and get their own kind of practice and reps. And uh, those people actually, I, I keep in touch with a fair bit. Um, I have one, one friend who I um, literally met on my second day of wrestling school. He was in Lance's first ever class and oh, we nice. still text pretty, pr- pretty frequently. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't think, uh, I don't think any of the ones that I was in my original class with, but uh, I did try to keep up some of the connections. For sure. Now, one more question about training, then we'll, we'll move past it. What was the biggest yeah. takeaway, biggest advice that Lance instilled upon you? Oh God, <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, while I think about that, I'll vamp for a second and just, <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, it's funny though. I do always tell the story to people where it's like, I always felt like I learned more from Lance after I graduated than I ever actually did. Whether that's from just being on my own out there in the ring or in the back after a match and a light bulb goes click something that he said fucking eight years ago, (laughs) (laughs) you know, eight years ago, 10 years ago, however long, you know, my click in my head and go, Oh shoot. I, that just clicked. And then in other cases, it was like when I first started going on the road and doing like TV tapings for CWE back in the mid 2010s, um, being able to go back and talk to him and get his advice on stuff that I never would have thought to ask when I was actually training with him. Those are the kind of things that I kind of kept with me. Um, you know, the original three months of training that's where I learned how to do the job and Mm -hmm. then it was the months after when I could text him or when I'd run into him or when a light bulb would go off and I think that that's that's when I learned the most 
Now, you had mentioned after training, you stuck around Calgary for a bit. Were you able to uh, work shows out there before making your way back to Winnipeg? Or was it hang out there for a little bit, then come to Winnipeg and start wrestling? Um, So actually, I had moved to Calgary about a year before I started wrestling. I got a job out here so that I could save up enough money to pay for wrestling school and not have to work at the same time. I wanted to make sure that I could just focus solely on on the wrestling aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd been here for a little bit. And then when I started doing the training, I would go to local shows and help set up the ring and just, you know, be seen. Yeah. And uh, within a few months I was refereeing and not a lot of people know this, but within <laughs> a couple of months after that, I was also working under a mask and a full body suit <laughs> And I would referee every single match except for my own. And then I would quickly try to tear off this bodysuit where the mask was attached to the shirt. So if anything got like mucked up on your shirt or twisted, you can barely see. (laughs) So, um, so I got to referee and and wrestle at the same time, which was quite a unique experience and a quite a learning experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I couldn't exactly as a rookie stand around in the back and figure out what I was going to do for 10 minutes. I just had to referee and then worry about my match when I got to the ring. So it was definitely like trial by fire. But um, yeah, I got to stick around and do some shows and I started traveling on my own for a while, Um, headed out to, you know, ECCW in Vancouver and I had gotten out a couple of like showcase shows for CWE before the tours, just kind of trying to get seen and just driving with whoever I could out there. And um, yeah, so I actually worked regularly in Calgary, I'd say for probably about four years before i fully relocated to winnipeg okay yeah and uh, well wrestling in winnipeg i mean you've been a part of all three of the promotions in winnipeg i mean well there's more than three if i'm not mistaken but the cwe pcw and wpw i mean you've wrestled for all three uh what's it like not being confined to just being one sort of character on the show where you can branch out and do different things on different promotions i think it's awesome um i mean granted i'm biased speaking from a talent standpoint and i've, <laughs> I've heard I've, I've i've heard the management aspect from it and i don't necessarily agree with it but at least there's like thought put into it mm-hmm. um i'm always a believer that especially on this level that the more your talent gets to work and the more variety of talents they get to work and the more variety of audiences they get to wrestle in front of, et cetera, et cetera, uh, the better off that they're going to be. Mm-hmm. I think there is some logic and thought put that by working multiple shows in the same town, that the people who want to see you are going to then cherry pick what shows they go to. But to be honest, my response to that is then have the better show. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> it's, it's very straightforward. I mean, if you want to get the crowds and, have the support then you know put on the best product you can and the people will come and watch absolutely and as a talent i promote every show you know like i'm trying to sell a ticket to every single person every person that's either hearing an interview or reading a social media post or whatever i don't cherry pick and go well this promotion does this i push every show Mm -hmm. like it's the most important show Mm -hmm. and I think that it shortchanges the talent to limit them to only one area, especially when that's going to limit the amount of people that they can work with 
wrestle, learn from, compete against, you know. Um, and the thing is, is those just using those three companies you mentioned in Winnipeg, because I feel like I can speak on all, I have a unique perspective to speak on all of them. They're all a little bit different Mm -hmm. in the style that they present, the wrestlers they present. They all feel a little bit different, even though the talent does bleed over a bit. And that's one thing I, uh, I'm sorry. That's one thing I really like about the three is that you're going to get a different show at each one, a different experience and all three will deliver. Absolutely. If I'm a good wrestler, I wrestle to what my audience is. Mm-hmm. So I shouldn't be, um, I shouldn't be worried about my talent. Um, make if let me rephrase that. I shouldn't worry about the shows feeling samey samey if I'm employing good talent because a good talent will work towards their audience. And I think all three of those companies um, have a different audience. And like I said, the shows all feel different to me. I don't feel like it's all the same. Um, and I feel like that's the way the fans feel as well. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, your first match at, uh, WPW was versus Mentalo, right? Correct. Yeah. First uh, ever WPW show. Now, what was that like being on that show? Um, it was a lot of fun, actually. Um, I've only done one WPW show, um, but I personally, um, I enjoyed it. They, they treated me very well. The fans there again felt completely different. Um, it felt more, it almost felt, it felt very punk rock there. Very, um, just very different from the kind of crowd that you would see at another show. Um, and I don't know if that's the venue or just the type of crowd that we uh, promoted to, but I just, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it felt different. The the setup was different. Uh, Mentalo is one of the best wrestlers in in Canada right now, I don't think anyone's going to disagree with that. Mm-hmm. So anytime that I get to get in the ring with him, it elevates me as a competitor. And um, he's been around for a lot of my career and, and uh, he's been very helpful to me at times. So um, it was really great to actually get to share that moment with him. And the tone you set for your first ever match in a company is, is one of the most important things. And the fact that they entrusted, the two of us with having that match, uh, it meant a lot. So I mm. hope that they were happy with it, that the fans were happy with it, because I enjoyed it very much. I mean, the fact that you guys are going on first, it's the first show, I think that speaks volumes to how they view both of you, you know, talent-wise, professionalism-wise, like all of that stuff, because they're not just going to send anyone out there. So I think it really speaks volumes to both of you for that. I appreciate that, and I hope that that's the case as well. <laughs> <laughs> now i mean my first experience seeing you was uh at a pcw show and if the listeners haven't been to a pcw show where you and bobby shank have wrestled a sweet and tasty it's the crowd reaction for you two when you come out is unbelievable i mean everyone is going nuts um let's talk a little bit about teaming with bobby and your experiences so far with that oh man um Teaming up with Bobby, it, it turned out to be really, really special. Um, when we first started teaming up, it, it was just like a one-off. It was just a, a tag match. Um, we had similar opponents, similar enemies at the time, and something about it just kind of clicked that night. Um, I always liked Bobby. Um, he would come around uh, when he first finished wrestling school he'd come around both cwe and pcw shows just 
trying to get trying to get booked. He just wanted to wrestle, and uh, I really liked him. But um, I was at an interesting crossroads in my life and my career at the time we started teaming together, and uh, Bobby really made things fun for me again. Mm-hmm. Um, the the way the crowd just took to us and felt that connection with us um it meant a lot and uh i know i'm kind of like stuck on words here but it's because i I can't really put into words how how happy i am that that all came together and that the crowd uh loved what we were doing as much as we did just Mm -hmm having an opportunity to finally just be ourselves and not what other people wanted us to be or, or thought we should be or thought we were. And, um, so yeah, teaming, teaming with Bobby meant a lot. I, I, I love teaming with Bobby. If I could do it for a long time, I would. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like seeing both of you step through the curtain, the smiles on your faces, like you could really see just how much you guys, enjoyed wrestling as a team together and the the, like you guys had numerous feuds in pcw i mean the ones that come to mind for me were feuding with the london dynasty um feuding with team impact you you guys had great matches with both of those teams yeah um the londons were so interesting to me because we both wrestled in Winnipeg for a long time and we never crossed paths for years and years other than maybe just in passing. And then, um, and then I came to PCW and we were in the ring one night and something just kind of clicked as, as something just clicked. They just became kind of our, our special opponents and, and people constantly bring up those matches and, it surprised me at first. I, I didn't know. I had no idea what to expect. Um, and I'm sure they felt the same way. And we've talked about it before. We, they had no ex- idea what to expect, especially of me. Bobby had been around for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had no idea what to expect uh, from them. But something just clicked. And, and the crowd just, to this day, I always get asked, when are you going to wrestle London's again? So <laughs> I imagine it'll happen again soon. And uh, as far as Team Impact goes, um, I really, really enjoyed getting to wrestle them. Um, ATM is someone that I wrestled a lot over the years in singles action, and it was always very enjoyable. He uh, hit me just as hard as I hit him. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes harder. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but no, uh, I, I, I always enjoyed working with him, and I always knew of Robbie Royce's reputation, and obviously I had seen it. Um, but I never thought I'd get the opportunity to wrestle Team Impact together. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like Robbie Royce had been done, and then the fact that he came back and we got to compete against him on several shows, and including one in front of a sold-out event in Bobby Shank's hometown, and uh, the fact that we got to do that and that uh, Robbie Royce used several of what I imagine were some of his sunset matches in his career and that he took the time and, and wanted to wrestle us, wanted to compete against us meant a lot. And uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed working with team. and and, uh, That's going to be something I'll probably remember for the rest of my life. One of the other matches that always stood out to me was at uh, 
the PCW New Year's knockout, I think it was, against Alex Vanna. Yeah. Um, partially, it, it always stands out to me because like, I would sometimes record the matches, throw them up on YouTube, and that was one that I, I put up there and I was surprised. Like, you know, It was actually getting lots of views, lots of plays, and it was one of the most watched videos I had up there. So people were seeking it out. Talk about your experience for that with that matchup. Um, I actually really enjoyed that match. Um, I have known Alex Vanna since his first day in wrestling school. <laughs> so we, we, we talked about before how, you know, when I was in Lance's class, people would come around locally just to get the ring time and get the experience. Um, and that's something that I tried to keep up myself. Um, even for years afterwards, I would just text Lance and say, Hey, can I come by the class? And usually, yeah, absolutely. Um, and one of the classes that I spent a lot of time with was actually Alex Vanna's. Um, so I've, uh, I actually known him since then. And that was our first and only match together. And it was to qualify to wrestle Dalton castle, which, uh, was really exciting because I've always enjoyed Dalton castle. And I thought, Mm -hmm. uh, I thought if I had been lucky enough to get that match that we would have, uh, had excellent chemistry just based on our uh, prior experiences in the wrestling business and our mm-hmm. prior uh, characters and whatnot. But uh, um, yeah, I enjoyed that match a lot. Uh, it was uh, cool to see how far Alex Vanna had come from the skinny noodly arm kid that, uh, that I met years before. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad people enjoyed that because mm-hmm. it was a fun little fun little little sprint beat the clock match. I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it very much. I mean, you've been able to share the ring with some incredibly talented wrestlers. I mean, locally, I mean, you've shared the ring with Danny Doug and Tyler Colton. I mean, you know, uh, on the bigger stage, you know, bigger names, more well known. I mean, Nick Aldis, Jonathan Gresham. Uh, Kenny Omega, what are some of your biggest takeaways? Because I'm sure you're picking up different stuff from all the different wrestlers. What's your some of your biggest takeaways from some of those guys? Well, the cool thing about all those guys that you mentioned is they're all completely different athletes. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Jonathan Gresham is probably one of, if not the best technical wrestlers I've ever been in a ring with. Like, and I'm, I'm putting him right up there with, with, with my trainer, with everybody. He is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've even gotten to spend time training with him. And this is a guy who literally has notebooks and notebooks and notebooks on technical holds and, and all this different stuff. And compare that to, to Kenny Omega or compare that to Nick Aldis, as you mentioned, like they all have different experiences in major companies against other major competitors, major wrestlers. So getting to be in a ring with them, you kind of learn by osmosis. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, I think my biggest takeaway from, from, from wrestling um, so many great people is how amazing the Canadian wrestling scene has prepared me to be able to do that. Um, One of the biggest things that they tell me their takeaways when they come up and do say a Canadian tour or something like that is how hard we have to hustle 
um, to do these shows, how spread out the country is and how spread out these cities and towns are, um, you know, and we're kind of our own little part of the world, you mm-hmm. know, Canada's kind of isolated from a lot of the conversations and a lot of the, um, popular press, I guess, for lack of a better word, um, in wrestling media. And I've been so lucky to work with so many great people locally, like you mentioned, um, that have prepared me from a moment where I can go into a ring with the NWA champion. So I can go be in the ring with the, at the, the AEW world champion and perform at a high level. And so I, I just, I feel so lucky and, and, and grateful for what Canadian wrestling has prepared me for. Cause it's made me the wrestler I am today. Mm-hmm. Someone who can go and have a, a 30 minute match with Nick Aldis or tear the house down with Kenny Omega in front of a bar of screaming people, as you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I just, yeah. The biggest thing from that's just the gratitude of it all. I've, I've been very lucky. Now, if someone was to come up to you and say, Travis, I want to get into wrestling. What's the one piece of advice that you're going to give them to start off with? Oh, geez. <laughs> well, the common wrestler answer is don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I like to think that I'm more of a glass half full person than that. So I'll try to power through here. <laughs> um Honestly, I would have to get them to get to know them in their situation. But the biggest thing is, is making sure that you have a proper foundation. Um, so this especially is, is, is important for younger people, but um, having a background and a foundation in, a, in some sort of athletics is, is really, really important. Uh, people don't realize how important body control and, and balance and things like that are in wrestling and not just being jacked and 270 pounds, which is also very important too. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But uh, um, just having a background both in athletics and just being able to perform, those are two things that are really, really important. So if we're talking somebody who's, who's, you know, 14, 15 years old, that would be my biggest advice is, is have that background um, it's going to make you more attractive to major companies and it's going to make translating to this job a lot easier for you. And then when the time comes is finding the right trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, you want somebody who uh, knows what they're talking about, both from an in-ring standpoint, but also from a business standpoint. Um, I think there's a lot of trainers that know what they're doing in the ring, but maybe aren't the best um best person for someone starting out to figure out how to navigate the crazy wrestling world yeah <laughs> i spent way many more hours trying to navigate the wrestling world than learning how to do a hip toss so <laughs> <laughs> both are important but um so just finding a trainer that knows what they're talking about has maybe been somewhere or or has trained people who have been somewhere i think that's an important factor too so it's just be prepared any way you can now, my next question, I mean, there's obviously no wrong answers because it's all subjective to the person. Is Absolutely. If, if What, if anything, would you change about wrestling today? 
Oh, geez. <laughs> um, wow. You know what? That's, that's really tough. Um, because anything that pops to my mind, I can think of a counter argument for why, why it's helpful. You know, mm-hmm. some, sometimes I think we'd be better off with, uh, the internet not existing the way that it does. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Negative discourse that takes place on social media and whatnot that mm-hmm. I think can harm the quality of the shows and our enjoyment of them. Um, but then on the, on the other hand, it's allowed me to reach such bigger platform of people, especially working independently and not having a major uh, company behind you to push that. Like the, the way I interact with people, it wouldn't be the same if I didn't have the internet. So, um, you know. Well, on that, on that uh, part of it, I mean, the negativity, how do you deal with that? Because I'm sure it's, it can't always be easy. No, um, I think a lot of it is experience. Um, when I was a lot younger, I would take a lot of that kind of stuff more to heart. Um, I care very much about my performances and about what people think of me as a wrestler. Mm -hmm. And I still do. Um, but I think it's realizing that not everyone is going to value you the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are completely entitled to their, in my mind, wrong <laughs> opinions of me. <laughs> no, but um, do you kind of see what I'm saying? Like, I, no, I, I, think, I do. I think it's, I think it's just growing up and realizing that uh, you can't please everybody. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of positivity out there, especially if you look for it, it's just so much easier to share negativity now that that's why I think it outnumbers it. But when you really drill down on it, there's some, so many great people, even just the last week uh, being on tour again and actually getting to see these people that I haven't seen in a couple of years and people who allow me into their homes uh you know, offer me food, have a long conversation with me at the merchandise table because we haven't seen each other in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. It, it that I think that really, really helps remind me that the good is there, mm-hmm. but you see so much of the bad online because it's anonymous. Yeah. So it's it just kind of takes reminding yourself that you know um, people are entitled to their opinions, and mm-hmm. a lot of times they're just expressing those opinions for their own entertainment too it's Mm -hmm. and then also too realizing that every once in a while those negative opinions there might be a valid criticism in there too so i also try to take stuff in stride and go you know what maybe they're right about this maybe Mm -hmm. what what did what do i need to do differently to engage this person so it's just you know compartmentalizing it and realizing you know uh, realizing that that feedback is important, but not putting any ve- ve- um, any value in into it, where it's going to affect your day to day life. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, like you mentioned, it's it's so easy for people just to go with the negative negativity, the negative outlook on things. When you know what, it's just as easy to be positive and have a, a, a more you know uplifting outlook on things. Because if you're really not a fan of the wrestling you're watching or whatever, then just watch something different. You know, there's Absolutely. tons of options out there. 
Absolutely. And I've, I've never quite understood that thought process of if I don't like something, if I don't like someone's wrestling on a show, why do I need to go on and, and complain about it and, and tag them and pretend it's like, I'll just watch someone else. <laughs> There's so many wrestlers out there. Not everyone is going to be for me, just like not everyone's going to be for you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even necessarily mean that one is good or bad. It just means that what we value in our wrestling entertainment is slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I've just never understood the logic of, 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 of actually seeking someone out to complain about like a, a a plot thread or a botched move or whatever it's like okay i don't i don't like what they're doing i'm just gonna watch somebody else that's cool yeah exactly i don't want to hurt them as a person it doesn't mean they're just because they you don't like their wrestling it doesn't mean that you suddenly have to hate them and and and, and make their make their day bad no <laughs> just do your own thing just let them be absolutely so what are some of your favorite matchups that you've had or favorite opponents that you've been able to share the ring with Oh shoot, that's that one's always difficult because I can ramble for on and on and on. Um, obviously, getting to wrestle—I don't like the the word, but the like like names and headliners and and big TV people is really cool and really fun. And mm-hmm. anyone who's ever followed me on social media can go scroll through and see and whatever. So I don't want to waste a lot of time or spend a lot of time. Um, doing that because I feel like that usually sounds like I'm just putting myself over like, Oh, look, I wrestled such and such and so and so (laughs) (laughs) no, but um, you know what? There's been a lot of of really good people that have helped me that I've been in the ring with a lot. You mentioned a few of them, like in Winnipeg um, we talked about Mentalo. Mm -hmm. We talked about Danny Duggan. We talked about Tyler Colton, um, all three completely different wrestlers Um, guys like AJ Sanchez, um, that I've gotten to be in the ring with a lot, especially over the last week. Um, a lot of those guys are the guys that made me who I am as a wrestler. Um, because when I started wrestling them, they were significantly better than me. So by wrestling them, I got better because I had to push myself outside of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of those guys, um, have really, really, really helped push me. Um, Wow. Um, we mentioned him before, not so much wrestling, but teaming with Bobby. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, that kind of came at such an interesting time in my career when I was going from kind of being what other people wanted me to be. And I've talked about this before, what other people thought I was or thought I should be or thought I wouldn't, what I needed to be. Um, and uh, teaming with Bobby really helped me tap into figuring out who I am as a wrestler and the person that I want to be as a wrestler. And it allowed me to kind of be myself and come out of my shell in a way that maybe I struggled to in years prior. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I definitely have to shout that out, even though it wasn't an opponent, more so a, a, a tag team partner. But um, honestly, it, 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 it's such a, dis- I always feel like it's a disservice to list people off. Cause I could go on all day thanking all the people that have helped me out. But um, well, it, there's this, it's such a great scene in every town um, and guys that I've learned a lot from. It's funny because like I could say, you know, Oh, you've wrestled, you know, okay. You've wrestled Nick Aldis. You've wrestled Kenny Omega, but it's not necessarily that you've wrestled them, that it, it's going to be the standout matches to you. It's going to be the ones that, you know, it could be you and AJ Sanchez and something 
just about that match and it's just everything clicks or the story you guys tell and those are the ones that people sometimes don't understand those are the ones that mean more to you than anything else absolutely um like I said, it's, it's wonderful whenever I get to work somebody who's been somewhere. And I value a lot of those matches um, in the same way you just mentioned. Um, but for me, the matches that I do remember the most are the ones with that special connection and just that special night. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I had one actually just last week with a tag team match that involved AJ Sanchez, actually, where um, we went out there and wrestled for 30 minutes and just had an amazing time. And we got a standing ovation at the end. And all of our peers told us how wonderful they thought it was like, those are the kind of nights that are really special and that you remember, because I know that I made a difference for someone that night. I touched somebody that night with my performance, Mm -hmm. um, just by the way they reacted to it. Um, that's something I've always strived for. You know, um, as a wrestler, I'm not uh, curing cancer or uh, performing brain surgery, but if I can uh, go out there and perform for somebody who's maybe had a tough week, uh, who lost a family member or uh, got yelled at at work or, you know, that many magnitudes of bad things that can happen to you in a week and they can come and um, I can make them forget about their problems for half an hour for 20 minutes for 10 minutes, preferably 10 minutes. Cause I don't get paid by the hour. <laughs> <laughs> but if, 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 if I can do that, it, it really, that's what makes it worth it for me. That's what makes all the travel and the, and the soreness and the training and everything else. That's what makes it worth it is being able to help somebody escape from a bad day or make a good day. Great. Mm-hmm. You know, um, or tell me that I, ins- or tell me that I inspire them in some way that night, uh, with my performance. Those are the special nights for me. Um, not so much, um, you know, yeah, I, I, I think, I, I, I think I know what you mean. And I think the people listening definitely know what you mean as well. So, um, yeah, I got a few more and then I'll, I'll let you go because I mean, it's a Friday evening and you know, I'm sure there's other things to do than sit and chat wrestling with me. So uh, <laughs> what's next for Travis Cole? What's coming up? What do you got around the corner? Um, well, it's basically been full steam ahead. Um, coming into this summer, I, I, I took a couple of, of, of matches thinking that, you know, I would, work my way back into wrestling shape and somehow, you know, one match turned into two, turned into six in a weekend, turned into like something 22, 23 in the last month. (laughs) So, um, I just, I don't know if I just caught the itch again, whatever crazy cliche you want to use, but, um, I'm just trying to go full steam ahead right now as much as I can, obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. so, I'm really excited to be getting to perform with uh, CWE on the road again when um, when we're able to. Um, just being able to, like I said, travel and see people that I haven't seen in years, and 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 I feel like I'm doing some of the best work in my career right now, and I'm in the best shape of my life right now, and I just feel like everything's kind of kind of snowballing from there. Um, so over the next month, it's it's going to be 
CWE. And uh, I'm hoping that uh, we talked about this very briefly off the air before we started, but there's uh, a lot of rumors afoot in Winnipeg about PCW getting started again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm certain that I will be a part of that as at some point or another, I have to defend the tag team championships that we won right before the shutdown. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow we're probably at one of the longest reigns ever here. And I just, so (laughs) I'd like to get started defending those again with Bobby (laughs) Um, and just trying to get things going again here, uh, like locally in Alberta. And I just, I want to wrestle again as much as possible. So, Mm-hmm. Um, I've been posting all my dates up on social media. They're all, um, the Travis Cole. I hate it. It sounds self-aggrandizing, but it's the only, uh, it was the only handle that was available for all three and I was young. So <laughs> but, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the whole nine, it's, it's, uh, the Travis Cole. Maybe I'll consider getting a tick day, tick tock one day, but I don't really know how to dance. So yeah, yeah no, I've got no idea. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm excited to be back wrestling and, and traveling again. And hopefully, uh, hopefully the world, uh, continues to improve and we can, uh, get back to wrestling full tilt and everyone will be safe and safe and happy again. That's all I want. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I, I cannot wait until, you know, we get live or, you know, shows happening back in Winnipeg again and, the world just keeps progressing to where it needs to be. I think that's what everyone's very much looking forward to. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, Oh, go ahead. Oh no. Go by all means. Go ahead. Still oh, there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think I lost you for a half second there, that's but I got okay. you back right away. It, it just, add, <laughs> it just adds to the, uh, the problem, the technical problems we've had, you know, even setting this up. So it's just par for the course. Yeah. Well, hopefully people enjoy it because we, uh, we attempted it a couple of times <laughs> as I, as I may have exposed when I said, the. Uh, the thing about TikTok, I'm not the most uh, technology savvy <laughs> person in the world either. So. Before I let you go, one more question: favorite matches as a fan? What are some of yours? Oh man, um, it's cliche because I'm from Calgary, but growing up as a kid, uh, Owen and Brett was always a favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. I watched that one a lot. I wore the I wore my uh, WrestleMania 10 VHS tape out quite a bit. <laughs> um, man, I'm terrible at this. Well, we can expose when we tape this by me saying that I watched Kenny Omega and uh, Brian Danielson a couple of nights ago, and that was one of my favorite TV matches of all time. It was so. an incredible match. I, <laughs> and the fact it was on just regular cable and anyone could tune in and watch what an incredible wrestling match that was just, it speaks volumes, you know? And how's that for aging myself too? The two matches I picked were literally 94 to two days ago. So <laughs> I'm kind of aging myself. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I, I could have you beat, you know, but uh, I would really show my age though. So. Oh, but man, there's just so many, so many amazing matches. Um, I, love everything from old WWF to old uh, WCW ECW Mm -hmm. to, to 
to all Japan, to New Japan, to to everything. And I always get caught up when I get asked favorites. But yeah, growing up, um, there was a lot of Owen Hart that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a younger brother, so I think I always related to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that one was always really cool for me. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously I kind of came of age as a, as a, as a boy and then a teenager in the, in the, uh, in the attitude era slash early two thousands. So there was, that was probably like the peak of my wrestling fandom growing up was that time. So I, uh, I enjoyed a lot of triple H and, uh, and the rock and tag team wise. I loved edge and Christian and the Hardys and just, that was kind of what I grew up on. Um, mm-hmm. but as I kind of mentioned, I, I, I used to always rent all the old eighties tapes. So even though I'm a nineties kid, I would, I'd be, I was all caught up in all my eighties wrestling, <laughs> even by the time I was 10, 11 years old. So, you know, you mentioned yeah. watching like old WCW and I still, to this day, will go back and I started rewatching like the two thousands just from there on, because I missed a lot of it, but yeah, you know, like nitros from like 1996 and seeing like. Dean Malenko and Ultimo Dragon wrestling. And it's just like, you know, it's at your fingertips being able to watch like a fantastic match like that. Oh man, there was so much good, good stuff then. I, I, I'm a huge fan of uh, Arn Anderson. So watching a lot of his, um, a lot of his old NWA and WCW stuff was always a favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. So being able to, like you said, have everything at your fingertips now is, is, is really cool. Um, yeah, it just, it's not like it was when I was a kid and I had to, uh, trade, trade tapes around and, uh, check all the thrift stores and, and the, the Zellers and the Target, uh, bins and stuff for my cheap wrestling tapes. <laughs> it's so much easier nowadays. Oh yeah. Almost, almost too easy. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like they don't have to earn it anymore. <laughs> Travis, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I I really appreciate it. I had a good time. I hope uh, anybody who's listening uh, enjoyed and and I hope to see everybody out of the live show soon, whether it's uh, in Winnipeg for PCW or CWE or who knows, maybe a WPW return. You never know. Um, I really hope that uh, everybody in there and just wherever you are, if you're listening, I, I, I hope to see all the wrestling shows soon. Thank you so much to Travis Cole for taking the time out of his busy schedule to sit down and chat wrestling with me on the Grade Maker Wrestling Podcast. Fingers crossed that there will be the upcoming Premier Championship Wrestling Show later on in October. We're just holding off, you know, hoping for word that it's going to be happening. So fingers crossed for that. I know there was rumors trickling about, so... Nonetheless, look for him. I know CWE is making their way out west later on in October, so take a look for him on those shows. But thank you to him for joining me, and thank you for taking the time out of your day and listening to listening to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. I truly appreciate it, and I will always say it, so thank you very much for that. You can find me on Twitter, at GrainmakerPod. Shoot me a tweet there, shoot me a follow. Love chatting wrestling on there. GrainmakerPodcast at gmail.com. If you have uh, questions, comments, if there's a guest you would like to see me have on the show, let me know and I'll do my best to get them on up on Apple podcasts, Spotify podcasts, Google podcasts. If there's a podcast or streaming service that I haven't mentioned and that I'm not up on, let me know and I'll do my best to get up on there. 
If you could rate and review, I'd appreciate it. And up on Facebook, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. So those are all the socials. Thank you once again for checking out the podcast. I really appreciate it. Until next time, talk soon.